who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Nintendo! September 8th, 2016. I'm your host, Jose Otero, and you just missed us asking the Oracle for when the NX is going to be revealed, but you can see that on YouTube, on IGN, or on Snapchat. Joining me this week, Brian Altano. What's up? Pear Schneider. Hey, Jose. And this is IGN's Nintendo show, and we have gotten to desperate measures when it it? comes to talking about those two letters, but we have a lot of other things to talk about this week because it was a big week in terms of news, Um, but before we do that, if you're a fan of the show, you should leave us a review just like... Yeah, Mantel on iTunes, who called us the very best Nintendo podcast. I'm, I'm flattered by this review. It's a bit long, so I'm just going to cut through a, a few of it, a little bit of it. But this is the only podcast I've actually stuck through for longer than a year, and it's remaining fresh and interesting to him. The organization and professionalism shown consistently through each episode speaks volumes. Well, up, up until today, when we you know went to the Oracle for advice, <laughs> their professionalism just went out the window. Uh, he didn't write that. I said that. Uh, other uh, than you know some some small you know sort of uh, issues with our timing, he says I used my iTunes app for the first time in three years just to write this review, so the show will have a better chance of always staying on. All right, Yay. thank, thank you. you so much. Thank we're, you. We're so getting much. better with the timing today. We're talking about the uh, the launch of the Wii. Yeah. So no, I think gonna, he yeah. means what time the show comes out. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. 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 Something or, or, always happens. No, or, or or keeping again. time. How we keep time on the yeah, show. I kind of sure. ran through it. Um, anyway, so. This is a big week. Um, yeah. Probably. Jeez. So something that we said on the show happened this week, but we never saw it coming. And I feel like we, we were asleep at the wheel a little bit. No, we, uh, I, we didn't expect it. Like we said, wouldn't it be awesome 
if Mr. Miyamoto show, showed up at well, the yeah, Apple event. Nintendo showed up at an but, Apple yeah. event. I don't think anybody here took it seriously that no, it could no, happen. No, I, no, no yeah. I did, but my thing was really? I just always expected it to be Mitomo or Animal Crossing uh, or a Fire Emblem, a thing we knew about, and surprise, Miyamoto takes the stage at Apple September event with Bill Trennan to announce Super Mario Run, which is coming to iOS first. It is an auto runner starring your favorite plumber. Um... Like I said, first on iOS, Android in 2017, three modes to play. But more importantly, this was the best-kept secret in a while. Oh, yeah. They did a nice job, yeah? Yeah. I mean, and Nintendo has had its leaks. Paper Mario uh, had a leak. NX sort of has rumors and leaks running around. Yeah. But going into this this event, we were more focused on a headphone jack going missing. Yeah. And a home (laughs) button changing. And PS4 Slim and and the Neo on the horizon. And I don't think any of us thought... Nintendo could show up and just announce a game. I totally ignored it. I, like I didn't even think about it. You know, I figured, all right, they've got their, you know, they've got Animal Crossing coming up next, and like that to me wasn't a big enough brand to be shown at an Apple event sure. like this. I thought Apple was really going to focus on the 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 seven, and really that that was going to be it. Maybe talk about their car, you know, like the the driving initiative, all that. Nope. Miyamoto comes out on stage and shows us a Mario game, which kind of flies in the face in a lot of ways. And to some things that they've said in the past about their, you know, their mobile efforts and sure. what kind of games they want to produce for that platform, right? Yeah, because that's pretty close to a real Mario platformer, don't you? Yeah, think? and I mean, like, there's there's two ways to look at that. You can call them hypocrites for it, but you can also kind of say that like there are there are times they make statements, and those statements are relevant to the time that they're that they're creating. Yeah. Um, and then there's times where those statements have come to pass. And if you look at something like their statements on online years ago they obviously went back on that um i think that they've had they had a strong stance on sort of what a game value was in physical media and like now they're dipping into like their nintendo selects line again but this was legit probably the biggest su- surprise in, in in of the year in yeah. terms of games and i think a lot of people are like well yeah it's just a it's just a, an iphone game it's an endless runner it doesn't mean anything well, it's not endless exactly yeah. well but, one mode is we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm, about yeah. that when we talk about mm-hmm. i got to play it but uh, the idea of having and uh, this is what they they started off saying at the conference that the ios platform is the biggest gaming platform in the world it is the biggest place where people play video games and whether that's you want to call that a dedicated gaming device if you put that up against ps4 sales or what the wii right. was i'm like sure uh, 3ds all that kind of stuff but but this conference, the biggest, one of the biggest companies in the world, brought out the most legendary game designer to announce and what is ostensibly for this year an exclusive new game starring the most popular and iconic video game character of all well, time. Well, this was huge. Yeah, no. Huge. And, and to piggyback what you just said, I mean, yeah, the big, biggest gaming platform in this context means Apple chasing everyone that isn't super dro- driven by hardcore gaming, A, yeah. and B, what Pear calls convenience gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you have your iPhone on you at all times. It is a capable device to play a game, and it doesn't have to knock the doors off in terms of graphical ability, even though Apple does shoot for it to look better and better every time they do a new phone. Yeah. But this is the audience that Nintendo wants. They yes. want mm-hmm. to entice that consumer and bring them over to so, play their games on their platform. There's something interesting about this, too, is uh, recently I started replaying New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Yeah. Um, Good uh, game. Because it's a great game, and it's, yeah. just, it's a fun sort of like party game. You have friends over and stuff like that. And it got me thinking, like there was a time there where we were almost fatigued by 2D Mario games, yeah. and then they kind of stopped. We they actually haven't us. had, yeah. yeah, we haven't had one in a very long time. Unless so there's you count Mario Maker, sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah. 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 Uh, but this is this is kind of great timing for something like that because it's been a while. It's it's a new it's a new spin on something that we're familiar with. I think it does that classic sort of Nintendo thing of being very accessible for casuals and then also really awesome for hardcore gamers. The leaderboards thing, but just like real quick. 
to be in at IGN watching this press conference in a room full of gamers who grew up with Mario, standing up, audibly gasping. I said, holy ish. <laughs> Did you hear me? Yeah. I shouted. Yeah. I was twenty. I was like roughly 30, 20 seconds ahead of the mainstream we had playing on a TV. Yep. And when Tim Cook set it up and then I heard Mario, I was like, they're announcing Mario. And like the whole room, yeah. just like you could hear a pin also, drop. <laughs> also, this was like... The first time we've seen Miyamoto on stage at a live press conference in a very long time. I feel like that's not a thing that happens anymore. And an Apple. Yeah, and an you Apple. Know, like a company that has notoriously counter-programmed some of the, the big gaming conferences yeah, here. Yeah. But no, I, I, I just think what's cool about it is like you, you can be snarky about Mario jumping to the iPhone all you want. It's a game that would not have performed well on a console. Yeah. And it's a game, if it had come to 3DS, where some people would have complained. Because one-handed gaming is not a thing on these devices. But it's incredibly fun and convenient to do that on your iPhone. Yeah, you right? talk a little bit about though the one yeah. kind of gaming thing that you heard, right? Like, well, what, and what's then there's sort of the, the way people prefer it because well, some folks are balking at portrait mode. I want to hold it sideways. Yeah, no, in portrait mode, I mean, like, if, ask any mobile gaming company, you know, they will tell you. People watch video content and play games in portrait more, yeah. mode much more. Even people who are accustomed to playing console games or handheld games outside of the iPhone. It's just how you hold this device. And if you design the game around portrait mode rather than making it an option, I think you can have some pretty compelling gameplay, too. Yeah, I mean, well, just think of the verticality. Well, right? everyone, everyone at this table has a very large phone. Yeah. Right? We have huge phones. I don't – like, I watch video on mine sideways, but in terms of, like – Playing games and stuff like that. I am like I am what they described yes er, yesterday, where I my arms up holding onto the bar on the train. I'm I'm going into work. Yeah. Uh, I'm eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, all the different things. I don't think like you're eating just as you. Oh, not on the train. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. Okay. No. I was just. I saw no, but just like everywhere. Like I'll be I'll be cooking at home and I'll have like my left hand will be holding my phone. My right hand's like stir frying and I'm looking up a recipe. <laughs> wow. Like, how you're playing Pokemon yeah. Go. If yeah. you're playing that, it's how you walk around the house when you're sort of consuming certain types yep. of content. Right. If you're yep. watching YouTube or if you're doing something. So else and that's and why watching on that's what you guys are hinting at. I, I totally agree with, and I think it makes a lot of sense. This is not like this is not them starving 3ds or Wii owners of a game that they could have gotten because i think let's be honest like if you had gotten a 2d mario game on your on your 3ds or wii u that took one button to play well you'd be like this is this yeah. is nonsense. Well, remember, Yoshi well, was like that. But remember, yeah. yeah, Yoshi popping bubbles yep, with yep, your yep, stylus. Yep. But you are and all getting that? a Mario Maker game this year, whether or not you're on board with its sort of weird placement, right, in terms of what you can and can't share, yeah. and if it connects online or if it doesn't. But you are getting something to potentially potentially be impacted by this game on top yeah. of the other two games they already have on that platform. But still, I, I just feel like it's a it's a great companion. It's I I think it's an awesome move. I'm excited for it. I don't think it takes anything away from the other games um, because they inherently in Mario, in the other Mario games, you turn around and go back to a secret. Whereas this game is very much designed around the always forging well, ahead, running forward and seeing something and then in the next well, trial sure. getting to yeah, it. And right? I, right. And I, you so know what else was designed like that? Super Mario Brothers One. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice, that's, nice. It's been like that. They, that game locked you out of going right, left right, when you right, moved right. too far right. If you missed the secret, you tried the level yeah, again. But and you did take it. your time. The yeah. rules were set thirty years ago, so yeah. I got to play it. Uh, there are three modes, and they talked about this on stage. But let's just recap: World Tour, which you're doing your standard Mario campaign. Oddly enough, while Miyamoto was giving the presentation, there were six worlds shown with four, uh, three levels and a castle stage per world. Okay. Don't know if there's more. If you can swipe and find more, just saying that that was what was was visible. Mm -hmm. um, Toad Rally, which is a sort of a passive uh, competitive multiplayer mode where mm – -hmm. so this is where things get interesting. Um, you have a friends list uh, that – 
does not sound like it is just something you're building in su- in uh, Super Mario Run. So talking to Miyamoto in an interview uh, after playing the game, he said that you're going to be able to pull your Mitomo friends into Super Mario Run as mm. part of this leaderboard thing. So you're going to see people on this. They're going to basically present you with a list of people you can compete against. And most of them, it sounds like most, if not all, are within your skill bracket. Right. And your friends' names will appear all around it as well. And you'll be able to either challenge a complete stranger who is close to how good you are or go up against Pear or go up against Brian or wow. your friend and play against them. So this thing's connected. So it's not using Game Center, which no. is, I think they've, the I, Apple's kind of moved away for them. The yeah, they don't, they don't push it at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing is... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even want to get started. But that they made it sound like my Nintendo is the thing that's driving everything. And if Mitomo is that piece, that I find that is an interesting move. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also going to be a pain for people who added just a ton mm-hmm. of folks to their Mitomo list. Uh, someone at this table may have done that. Um, yeah, me too. I was blocked out of Mitomo for two weeks because of that. Yeah, all the, fa- all the Facebook right. So then but, the last but, mode did but not... The, oh. But are you worried that that means there is no broader connection with your online identity into it? Or do you think they'll open that up and connect it all? Because I want... I may want to have my my Wii U friends on my phone rather than a Mitomo set your of Wii people. Wii U friends, sadly, you think they'll be? That, I think your Wii U friends and your 3DS friends locked. are forgotten in this transition Aww. because I think that my Sorry, Nintendo, guys. from what I can tell, and this is just me looking at how they've been talking about this and not talking about certain mm-hmm. things. I think my Nintendo is leaving Wii U and 3DS behind. I think my Nintendo is the future for a smartphone and an X. That is where the, the this seems to be going to me because think about it. My Nintendo came out with Mitomo when Mitomo hit the App Store when? That was March of last year. Or yeah. this year. Sorry, this year. Since then, has your Wii U or your 3DS been updated to in any way reflect or incorporate my Nintendo in a more direct way? No. No. To me, that's it. Just I mean, the only like, at this point, if you're not going to do you it, know, you're not doing it. No, the only di- you, the only direct integration to those two platforms is that you are unlocking games or points or discounts that mm. feed back into purchases that you make there. Yeah, yeah but that's like you, also you are eShop. That's like I have, they did. Yeah, tie like yeah, I have a hundred gold coins in in my Nintendo right now because I've made eShop purchases over the last few months, and that's I just right. haven't had anything to spend them on because. There's nothing cool so, there. So but it's uh, also, Mitomo is such a different game. Like, we're bringing Mario now. Mm-hmm. This is Mario. Mario is coming to your iPhone. So, like, that is, I, I do want to get into that's gameplay, an opportunity though, to connect we're, we're, them. We're getting a little, like, sort yeah. of wrapped up in the minutiae here, though. I do want to talk about the gameplay and the thing they weren't going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about what they would talk about. So, those were the two modes. I got to play three stages. One was a straight up the first level they showed at Apple where Mario, it, I, I don't even remember there being a pit, but it was more just learning how the jumping works. So, if you tap, it's a short jump. If you press and hold like you would on a controller, it is a much higher jump. If you tap while he's midair, he'll do that stall jump the he does in Wii and in Wii U for mm-hmm. uh, New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, you know, that I sort love, of I love stall. That. Yeah, it's great. Love it too. It's so good to show off skill using that. Um, the way the, the phone is set up, I would say the lower fourth, maybe a little more than that, is just a graphic of a grass or something that ties into the, the stage that you're playing, meaning that they're sort of just freeing up that space for you to be tapping. Ah, okay. They don't want you just tapping everywhere because then what happens? Like your yep. finger starts getting in the way, the way you hold your phone sort of impacts it. They put the space just wide enough that it feels like I have, I, I don't feel like I'm like reaching down right. to tap. You know what I mean? Like I have yep. a nice amount of space to work with. Um, in terms of portrait mode, I felt that worked actually really well. 
because it is what you said. It's that verticali- verticality, excuse me, yeah. where there are coins tucked away in certain places. And a lot of times I ran by things where I'd be like, man, there was a purple coin back yeah. there and I missed it. But there comes the loop, right? I want to go back. I want to optimize. I want to get better at this yeah. so I could put up a better score. And then there was the skill element to it. So there was like a, a wall that I hit at one point. There's an exit pipe down where, uh, you know, at the bottom right of the screen. And there's a block that if I use the wall, I can zigzag up. So there's a purple coin behind this hovering block in the air. And if I did the wall jump, if I just did it standard and landed, I would land short and Mario would just run to the right because yep, yep, that's yep. his job. He does not go left unless yep. he's standing on a special type of block that will allow him to do a somersault backwards. So it's mm. not... He doesn't just automatically run left if he's facing left? No. Okay, he will that's... for half a second and just huh. turn around. He will completely flip about face the other way. Okay, because that's kind of the difference between that and something like Rayman Jungle Run. or uh, if yeah. you, Have you played that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is it's basically... Really it's good game. Same, same sort of deal. It's a kind of new Super Mario Brothers style auto-running platforming game for iPhone in portrait mode. Yeah. Um, actually, no. You can play that, you can play that horizontally. Um, and... That's what I, one of the things I was wondering about because I was looking for Nintendo's sort of own spin on the way that would work specifically, and I, I kind of like what you're saying there because yeah. I, I think that differentiates. So it there are off. special blocks that influence how you jump. So if you, for example, and you saw this in the trailer at Apple too, where if Mario was running over uh, a set of blocks that have an arrow facing the other direction. When he jumps, he will jump in the other direction. Now, I kind of wonder, too, are they going to mess with us and do, like, galaxies type stuff where he's, like, upside down hmm. or where they're going to do, like, weird power-ups? They didn't show anything right. outside of the Super Mushroom. That stuff remains to we be We saw seen. him, like, on those, like, overhead, like, yeah, things, like, which is, yeah, like, really interesting because yeah. you don't... I mean, that's Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, that's huh? very Donkey Kong. There was, I mean, there was some stuff like that in New Super Mario Brothers Wii, where the, uh, those like kind of jungly levels, where yeah, yeah. with the poison on the ground, yeah. where he's holding on to well, the stuff. Also, the I love yeah. the somersault. Like he just smaller enemies, he will just like do parkour moves right over them. Which yeah, is something I've never seen before, and I just wonder. If going for if that's just a consequence of being the auto runner, is that something you're you're thinking of playing around with even in the mainline games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it stood out to me. It looks very acrobatic. It's Mario moving like you've never sort of seen him before to an extent. To me, it's not quite the degree of what like think of Donkey Kong ninety four. Right. Where 2D Mario was the most agile thing yeah, like you've the, ever seen. The before. best Jackie Chan video game ever made, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, you, you had that again. You had that shades of that here. So the last mode they're not talking about. I played Toad Rally. I beat uh, Hideki Kono's score. Um, and, you know, they set it low enough. It was just sort of getting the experience. When you win a competition in Toad Rally, your toads, you basically impressed a certain number of toads when you played. So let's say I impressed three. You impressed ten on your way to the – to. by the way, it's an infinite runner there. Right. It's a set time, but – the idea is it's not like a regular world tour stage where you have to get to the flagpole. This one will continue going as long as there's time on the clock. Hmm. So it continues for a while is basically gotcha. the idea. You don't run out of territory the way you would in a normal stage. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that if I win, if, if you beat me, so you won by a score of 10 toads to three, my three toads that I got will hover over to your screen and they go over to your customizable Mushroom Kingdom. That's the aspect of the game that they are not talking about right now. Um, the one thing they would say is that the main Mario game, so like it sounds like Toad Rally and World Tour are being handled by obviously Mario Vets, more specifically Takashi Tezuka, who is you know the old school, old school Nintendo. Yeah. And then the customizable Mushroom Kingdom, that's Hideki Kono's assignment. Wow. Kono mm. is the world map designer on Super Mario World. And he <laughs> is more importantly, more recently, and we talked about him before on the show, as being Mr. Nintendogs and Mr. Mario Kart 
at Nintendo. Yeah. So this is his project at that point, and they don't have much to say about it yet. That's really interesting. I mean, there are a couple of things that that I, I'm thinking about. One is, oh God, you have some of your star designers assigned to this game. Mm-hmm. What's that mean for your NX lineup? Right, right. Like they, there's always that in the back of my head. But hopefully, they are acting as supervisors because the games do take a lot of kind of design elements from the existing kind of Wii. Right. Wii I was going to say, there's, they're, I mean, they're lifting assets from mm-hmm. pre-existing so games. So I already. would, I would throw out there that guys like Hayashida mm-hmm. and uh, Motokura, guys who co-directed Mario World, yep. and guys like Koizumi are nowhere near this thing. So okay. remember, there is a 3D Mario team at Nintendo. And there is a group of veterans who are the 2D Mario guys, with yeah. the exception of, to my understanding, the Mario Maker team was a younger set of directors. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the, the people actually doing the coding, I assume, for mobile, it's probably a different team, too. Like, yeah. you probably, they probably brought in more mobile yeah. specific so, so developers. We know that partnership, yeah. obviously. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry yeah. about the senior team just because yeah. I think that the 3D guys are working on the Mario NX mm-hmm. thing that hopefully is going to blow your mind at E3. That's, that was my yeah. takeaway from, the, from the, that thing. And what then the other, other thing? thing, well, if the NX really is a device where you take off the ears and you have something that is akin to a tablet, will they consider adding? adding these challenges as an add-on mode or even as an a la carte game that you can download, right? I mean, it is being designed as a one-handed gameplay game that yeah. you hold like this. Yep. I don't know that the NX is going to be a comfortable size to play like that, yeah, but, I don't but, think they could get, but they could get the twice the bang for the buck by offering this as a $10 game on the See, NX, but too. People said the same mm. thing to, to, to me, the way I'm interpreting mm-hmm. this is people said the same thing about Pokemon Go, that Pokemon Go would make perfect sense for an NX. It, like, well, it doesn't. It doesn't have... It, you're not connected, though. Yeah. That's a different that's, game. That, but that, that's one scenario where it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think this is the, they're treating this the same way. You're going to see you maybe so? Super Mario Run turns into its own series and a, a future game ends up somehow on an X in some sort of weird way. But I think this game, the one that's coming out in December is a standalone thing that will live on its own on the App Store and probably do really well because the stock price shot up right after yeah, they announced it. Yeah, of course. It. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we will see this either as a mode or as a standalone eventually on mode, NX yes. because a lot of... They, they've they've done this so many times. You talked about this. They have taken their Wii U games and put them on 3DS and I think they're seeing success with reusing the code. Now they have a second platform in, in addition to the NX again that they have to worry Perry, about. Perry, you don't want to start setting up the expectation of charging people for the same game twice. And I think NX is a move to get away from that. Yeah, no, that's true. I think that Nintendo is going to keep the price of their games high. Like, that's just how the company is. But I think the days of you're going to buy it on 3DS and you're going to buy it on Wii U and you're paying twice, I think they're letting that go. You think so? I, really? I do. I, I haven't so. heard them say I that. Think you're gonna, I don't think I that'll think ever you're go paying, away. <laughs> hang on. I, you're confusing what I'm saying. I think you will pay for your virtual console version of Mario 3 and Mario 1 and whatever again. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea that you're going to pay for Super Mario Run on iPhone and you're going to buy Super Mario Run on the next, I don't think that's the scope or the idea that they're could going be. for. Yeah, yeah, no, you could be right. It could be, you know, we've seen, remember the old DS, like Mario 64 had all these like additional challenges that were yeah. packaged with it, kind of like a, sorry for making you play this old game again, here are all these new challenges that use yeah. the touchscreen. Like they might do something and like that with a new Mario game. With the mode, I yeah. think you're absolutely right because Take even like NES Remix had an, yeah. had a like an auto running Mario yeah, stage yeah. in it. I think I think that, I you think can that go uh, that direction. If if they sell this game on iPhone, which we they will, we don't know what the price is yet. We we know that's not going to be. It'll have there's a free version of it. They've said free right? to start. Yeah, free to and start. then you have to pay. I think it's going to be ten bucks. I, I think so too. I'm I'm in ten. I'm between ten and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, really. Yeah, I am. I think, and the thing that says that to me is just the number of modes, how much effort okay. they're going through with this, how they want it to be a one time 
stop, buy, you're not going to pay for it again, continues to be the messaging on this thing. Yeah, I mean, so I think that says premium. That, that I'd like to see 20, the, up to 20 bucks. I would like so, to yeah. see the success of a higher tier. I know Square Enix does this a lot where they'll sell like a Final Fantasy game for 17 But then it's a bad port of something. Like it's, it's well, somewhat shoddy or port re, of I mean, regar- regardless of quality, yeah. uh, the idea of being this old school video game company that comes to the iPhone store and sells a game for thirty dollars. I mean, Sega is selling Sonic classic Sonic games for two ninety nine each. That's yeah. that's a, the the price point that they've landed on for what they consider to be their legacy line. Um, I think Nintendo's going to come in somewhere between seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine for okay. this game. Really is that think, cheap? Yeah. I think yeah, because I don't think that's cheap. I don't think that's cheap. I think the average consumer is going to look at that and go, "Well, there's like Lep's World and Super Marino Brothers or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> and those are $9.99 cents or They're free. Awesome. So, They're so yeah, tell people about this because you did a great skit on Up at Noon. Yeah, we did a, should watch. We did a quick feature today on Up at Noon, which I think we're going to break out that video today or tomorrow, um, of just sort of saying, uh, this is based on a tweet I did yesterday about how like Super Mario is coming to iPhone. There have been Mario clones on the App Store for a very long time now. So uh, there, I, I mean, I capped the list off at 12, but I found around 30, wow. thir- like 33, and they're all shameless. It's amazing that Apple doesn't catch it. Yeah, because some exactly. of them are like, yeah, Super yeah. Marino brothers. They might now, yeah. now yeah. that they've got a partner in Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the rule set I was looking for was they have to have some sort of recognizable Goomba-style characters or Koopas, or there's question <laughs> blocks. It's a 2D platform. It's not just like, you look at Flappy Bird, right, which completely right, lifts right, the sprites right. of the pipes from the original Mario Brothers game. I wasn't looking for that so much. It's just like, here's a left-to-right side-scrolling game. With a guy with a hat. With a guy with a hat, usually. Or there's a cartoon stereotype of an immigrant. Like this, I found one called Lep's World, which was based on an Irish guy instead of Italian guy. <laughs> mm. um, so stuff like that, it's all there. But th- the thing is, to the average person, um, I think if they go onto the store and they see something that for, that's nine ninety nine, uh, that's going to be a tougher pill to swallow than something that's five ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine is going to push it. Now we'll pay that's for it because we're yeah. used to I th- paying. I think fifteen it would be the the, the highest this thing goes. So I'm but that's say that th- here. I mean, yeah, it's the thing. That's bucks. That's Nintendo, right? That's and Nintendo's earned that because we know that they're going to put out an quality incredibly developer. high quality game. Yes, yeah. there's, there there hasn't been a two D Mario side scrolling game and that's ever not made. To, and that's or, not to knock your Deus Ex Go, your Tomb Raider yep, Go, yep, your yep. Hitman Go, your Rayman. There's plenty yep. of yeah, your Rayman. It is just to say that Nintendo has definitely been that company that said these games have a value it takes a while to make this and it costs money to make this and we feel that that value needs to be represented well that's they're like, the only company yeah, holding that yeah. line but it's like saying square, i mean square enix slash first, I think they, are yeah, still but, charging a lot compared to other yeah, guys, but right? well it came down so, with yeah. some like free to play stuff if, and they've changed their tune if rayman mm-hmm. run is 2.99 and you know is are you telling me that super mario run is worth six times more is it six times of a better game like that's the consumer decision that they're mm-hmm. gonna have to leave in people's hands i, I think the friend franchise is so much bigger. Mario is a is so recognizable. Yeah. Every kid is going to recognize that character. Yeah, yeah but every kid but has not every kid knows what Rayman is. Not every kid has 20 bucks. Every no, kid has true. every, they got every, a every kid that's got 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh, they have a parent that has 6. Yeah. <laughs> or 3. Maybe yeah. that's true. Sorry parents. I, I hear you on that. Like if my kid said, "Hey, I want to buy this game and I wasn't into games, I'd be like, "Screw that. 20 yeah. bucks once you uh, hey, play we, this we, one. This we one's dealt free." with that, I'm sure. Yeah. You you got, you know, stopped at the door like, "Hey, I want this game." No. 
Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, no. I mean, and games were Wah. games were stupid expensive and weird. <laughs> did you say, no, I never did. I, I bought Echo the Dolphin for eighty five dollars. I think I mowed Jeez. lawns for six months Why for that was garbage it that game. Much? I know because it just, games were expensive back then. That's wow. good. So I don't know. I think that like if you charge three, five, ten dollars for it, you're gonna sell to more people than if you. It's the guppies and whales thing, which mm-hmm. is that you know people who mm-hmm. are familiar with the iPhone store know about that or apps in general. Um, you can sell a lot. To people who will spend a dollar or two, and you could sell less to people who will spend twenty, but you know they're hardcore users. I think they'd they'd be smarter to get it to millions of people uh, who will spend two or three bucks on it or five bucks on it than a million people who will pay twenty. Because ultimately, you want as many reviews as possible. Yeah. You want to top the charts. But what I was thinking yesterday was like we were looking at an iPhone store an app store that by the end of this year could be completely dominated by Nintendo and Nintendo-related properties. Yeah. That's crazy to yeah. think about. That Not ha- quite this year, cool. but it sounds like next year, it's right? Coming, like a lot of coming. games are slipping into well, next I, I year. Well, I want to get into that. Yeah. So um, lastly, just a quick prediction on when this is coming out. So first, the word, the messaging was holiday. Second, uh, I think in a press release, it was December. Yeah. I'm calling that the week before the holidays is a really important week for the app store because that is basically the week before Apple kind of shuts down and basically features games yep. and just stops. That is a big week because the following week, the store doesn't get updated, and you're the first game people see. Yeah, yeah. If you want it to be the hottest game on the App Store, and companies fight over this week, this is the, yeah. in terms of trying to get featured placement on the App Store, it is the week before the holiday. Well, so yeah. let's see. And if it's iOS first, sorry, Android 2017, I feel your pain because I switched uh, just a month ago and I'm already, I I could get an iPad, whatever. I can play this game. It's on iPhone and iPad. You don't have to be locked into uh, Apple's, you know, Mm -hmm. iPhone ecosystem if you're already an Android user. But if you don't own an iPad, you're definitely going to be waiting a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think they're going to have to worry about uh, placement on the homepage. No, but it helps. Well, yeah, it helps when you bring... Except when you're Pokemon Go. It helps when you kick off your conference with Miyamoto. I don't think they're going to have to come hat in hand at the end of the year and be like, hey, can you feature our stuff at the time? I don't don't think that's how this happened. I think this is how you get that exclusivity. Apple says, absolutely, we will give you that. But I mean, for the average app, and I think like something like three... 300,000 apps launch a week or something stupid like that. Uh, not quite. You, but yeah, yes. Not quite. It's a lot. It's a lot. But how many games launch a week that people work on for six months or a year and it just tanks, right? Yeah. Um, so that placement is maker to break it for a lot of games. But I think for this one specifically, uh, it's pretty much a guarantee. I See, I know games in development with pretty big teams for a while and they still go if they're if they're launching in December they go out to war for that spot I yeah. agree but they don't yeah. have the commitment from Apple to say hey we're going to make it worth your yeah. while to, for launching with us first I think this is going to be out like I think it's going to be out in early November rather than like holding it to December okay. um, we'll see. just because also I think Nintendo wants some money yeah, I mean they're not they're not selling well on the console front. Well, they yeah. need to recoup some of yeah. uh, some of the investments too, and they want to make uh, shareholders happy. They got to get it earlier in the quarter. What Jose yeah. is saying is true in terms of a kid getting a gift. I mean, even if you just get a gift card, you don't even get a new iOS device for Christmas or, right. or you go to the store. What's you go to the, the store and you see? spend it, and you you, you want to burn through that money as fast as possible. The impulse purchase yeah. is very powerful yeah. on iOS. So we're going to move on to that Nintendo has uh, shuffled its mobile plans. So as part of these announcements, smaller things started to come out from this. Uh, First of all, it looks like Nintendo either called an audible and moved Mario up, Super Mario Run up, meaning, uh, first of all, we learned from Miyamoto this game was in development concurrently while he was working on Star Fox Zero. When Star Fox Zero wrapped, he says he committed over to Super Mario Run full-time, and that's Mm -hmm. been his jam. He He told me, like, as creative fellow, he gets to kind of now just 
dive into the games he wants, and this was the one uh, that was next for him. Um, so we don't know if Nintendo called an audible and pulled this thing up, or if it was always part of the plan. And I'm not quite sure which story to believe, because I haven't seen enough evidence either way to make the call. Initially, when I heard about it, I was like, wow, that's really on the nose. I mean, it is literally Mario. This is not like some spin-off where, like, you know, you buy donuts from Mario or something. Pokemon like a, Shuffle, like yeah. that kind of thing. It's not a spin-off. Go. It's not a yeah. puzzle game. This is Mario. And, like, I... I it, at first, I was like, that sounds like an about face. Like, they changed their plan, and they said, you know what? Screw it. That, then, that old um, strategy of creating these spinoffs to market our other titles out the window because we don't have any other titles yet. Let's do a full-fledged, more or less, uh, full-fledged Mario game. Right. But then I was like, you know what? No, they had to have been thinking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is the most – that is what uh, an iPhone audience, actually a mobile phone audience, wants. They it's don't the want the cooking game. Yeah. They, they want a run. Well, it's what – Investors wanted. It's what diehard fans wanted. Um, it, it it is that thing that I think someone internally maybe realized. Hey, this is a big deal. We should keep this a secret so, as long as we can. So I think absolutely. I think they pulled it forward. I okay. think the success of Pokemon Go has raised expectations from people who want to see Nintendo succeed on mobile faster, mm-hmm. and like that's the one franchise that's going to have the most impact more than the Animal Crossing Thank game. You. I was waiting for and you to say. I that. actually actually think Animal Crossing is probably closer to being done just based on the weird movements of, of updating the 3DS game. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is just pointing towards them having some sort of connection, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, and we're going to find out. Um, so. Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem, the new messaging is they will be out by March 2017. So basically, fire, that means Before the, the Fire Emblem got right. pushed. Animal Crossing, probably 2016. Uh, I wish I'd asked about it. I, I just did not have time uh, when we talked to Miyamoto. And then uh, Nintendo, looks like Nintendo cut one of its mobile games because the commitment last year or when this initiative was announced was five games by March 2017. Right. Now the commitment is four games by March 2017. So somewhere in there, uh, one got cut. They're messaging, uh, so this is in an email to Time, quote, we've consistently stated a plan to launch approximately five mobile apps by the end of this fiscal year, including Tomo. I think this is a Miyamoto yeah. quote, by the way. Given market conditions and the development process for each title, our current plan is to launch four mobile titles in that period. Yeah, yeah. so Legend of Zelda Battle Dungeon has probably moved out of that list. Oh, no, it was definitely Later Metroid. into 2017. <laughs> it's definitely Metroid. You think it was that. Metroid? It's already <laughs> been a rough year. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a Samus Amiibo lying... Uh, Uh, we fixed that okay um yeah i mean so this is now the strategy i don't think there's anything to glean from this on what's going on with nx or not i think nx has its own plan its own route if you're looking at this announcement and going well maybe they're delaying it or maybe they're moving up i think you just better hang on to hang on to the ride kids because this roller coaster it ain't over like that's that's pretty much it right yeah, I look. I mean, I, you can't predict anything with NX at this point. Like, they could be planning the reveal for October, and it's just around the corner. Or internally, they could be saying, "Man, do we need more time to make sure the software is ready?" Yeah, a November launch it is. Like, mm-hmm. we we don't even know what's going on with mm-hmm. with the NX. I think it's completely separate from this this mobile stuff. And as you said, like, if they have big enough teams and some new blood that's working on the mobile games, hopefully, it won't slow down anything yeah. on the and NX I think, front. I think, like, you know, there have been. There have been much more desolate uh, endings to a console's yeah. life cycles than the Wii U's. Specifically, if you're a Nintendo fan, like, like what the Dreamcast, yeah. I can't think of many though. Uh, not many, yeah. but um, the fact is, right Saturday. now we're talking about iOS. We talked about the 3DS conference last mm-hmm. week. I mean, there's that there's stuff happening. There's yeah. cool stuff. There's more Amiibo stuff coming. Um, 
the I was, Zelda stole the show at E3. Like, there's enough up in the air that yeah. we're sort of like, it's not just, it's we're not all betting everything on like, yeah. what is the NX? What is the NX? But you're right, and, the, and they stole the show this week by yeah. showing up on that stage. Yeah. And, um, and I think the last thing for me before I turn it back to you is just that I think when a Nintendo first announced this smartphone thing, the cynical side of either the audience or commentary said they're not going to try. There's no way they, they want to hit big on mobile. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, whatever you think of Mitomo or what it was or what it is, yeah. I think there is plenty of evidence to suggest as of today they are trying. Yeah. I mean, they're saying veteran talent, they are trying. Look at what Pokemon Go did for the franchise. Look what it did for the Spotify plays of the Pokemon Go theme song. What it did for the used game sales of the classic Pokemon games on eBay. What it did for excitement for the next round of Pokemon games, the actual 3DS ones. Um, That's where you got to play these days. You got to go to a big audience like iOS and you got to reach as many people as possible and that gets you right back in the zeitgeist. And I think it's important to do that. And if they can do that... And then still put out a Mario Maker game that's like a hardcore classic, you know, traditional 2D platforming game that you use buttons and a D-pad to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the same hand, do uh, a brand new, more casual Mario game that still services hardcore players and get every- gets everybody excited about the franchise again, then do what you got to do. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Jose Otero here with Parrish Schneider and Brian Altano, who is casually uh, sipping uh, his... Uh, what is that? Chugging water. Chugging Vodka. water. All right. So... Uh, <laughs> what a gross... Ooh, what is so, it? All right. Okay. You don't have to chug water to read a pair of awesome PAX previews brought to you by Andrew Goldfarb, who was over... Uh, Great segue. Thanks. Uh, over at the show. And Destin. he... Uh, he, no, it's never as bad as the Ligiri segue. Uh, he played Paper Mario Color Splash. He played Mario Party Star Rush. He mm-hmm. liked them both. Yeah, Hold he's, on. He's he like, really loved the lemons. He loves the lemons. Yeah. In so I've, seen that headline a, I've seen that headline a couple of times now. It's like, you will never see better lemons. Than Realistic. Yeah, and really? I, and then I watched the video. I'm like, yeah, those are pretty cool lemons. Mm, great yeah, lemons. They squirt yeah. uh, lemon juice into the eyes of the enemy. And uh, yeah. not only that, it takes away from their color saturation. So it like, leaves them stunned. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, you should check that out. It's fun. The over-the-top battle animations are really fun. Right, like yeah, the yeah. the fan what's and the everything. Cat? What's the and cat like, called? That nickel cat, whatever? Oh, the Maniki Nickel. It's yeah, the yeah, begging yeah. cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's just yeah. like a rocket. <laughs> it's like, like just flying around the stage. It's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so there's some Pokemon news this week. Uh, we're going to let... Uh, obviously, IGN has a dedicated Pokemon show for that. So we're going to let those guys go over the hardcore Sun and Moon stuff. And there were some cool announcements there. But Go Plus. Um, <laughs> Almost out. Almost out. Yeah. Uh, so... Let, let's go one step at a time. So Go Plus is coming out next week. I think they said September 16th or the 15th. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fudging the date. I apologize. But on top of that, Apple Watch has Pokemon Go support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can visit Pokestops. You can hatch eggs. You can check out your team and your level. Um, so I don't know why you would check your team. Though. Aren't you always the same team? Or maybe they just mean your battle team. Um, unlike the smartphone app, players can not catch Pokemon on Apple Watch. But they can see what Pokemon are nearby. Yeah, convenient. But to I mean to 
Uh, it's it's a weird target. I mean, uh, Apple Watch sold to a very specific audience, and I don't know if that is the core audience that really cares about Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think kids really care about the Poke, the walking stuff, and yep. and getting the five to ten kilo, kilometer eggs and all that, yep. which yeah. the Apple Watch solves because your phone freaking drains, right? Like mm-hmm. it runs hot even with the screensaver on and everything. Yeah, I so, think it's I, battery I, saver. I think like, I mean, if if it. If it keeps you from just walking around with your phone in yeah. your hand, yeah. And the, the thing is, you need an app. You need a, an iPhone to have an Apple Watch. Yeah. So one goes with the other. Uh, so I, I think it's no, like yeah, that's true. It's, 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 it's a cool sort of like, you know, a secondary service to to what they're doing they, there. They're just, I mean, I think they're showing off that the new Apple Watch is more powerful because yeah. the first one really had problems running applications, right? And and I mean, what game? worked on Apple Watch that you can remember and yeah, you you yeah. owned one right No yeah and I owned yeah. one for a, for a while and, so, and uh, never got really into anything uh, playing any kind of game on Good it. for email and for telling the time and reminders yeah, and, and that kind of stuff how many steps and fitness you took a day. and yeah, their the their, well. their focus is fitness and yeah. that's where Pokemon Go comes in because you do hatch the eggs and walk a little bit Well and they had it, I'm sorry just the last part fitting into fitness uh, you'll be allowed to uh, players no stop it <laughs> players to start and end a workout um, and show how much time they've been exercises, calories burned, distance travel, and items collected. I think that's mm-hmm. convenient. I will say you're right that this is not a play, I feel, towards the, the, the rabid Pokemon fan, but it is the convenience play of if you do own one and you're playing this game, this is cool for you. Sure. I don't think it's going to drive Apple Watch sales through the roof, especially because the Go Plus does more like you're yeah. able to catch things yeah. and you're able to swipe and you're doing that for thirty five dollars versus the what two sixty nine three fifty yeah. I think you need for for a uh, an Apple Watch. Yeah. I, I saw yeah. a funny tweet. I saw Kazutoshi Ida, who is the designer on Doshin the Giant. Remember oh, him? Oh yeah. He tweeted out the uh, he tweeted out the 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 Pokemon Go Plus and he's uh, he's like you only have to push a button to catch something like he was incredulous <laughs> that they would that they would make it so simple and yes. basically have a where to win solution for it but like <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm curious to see this thing. I'm gonna get one just to try it out, obviously. Um, but I do Watch? hope, huh? Not oh, an no, Apple Go Watch. Plus. No, the Go Plus. Okay. But you I'm, can play with your car with that. Yeah. No. But I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping there's a software update to actually add something new to Go. Yeah. Right. Because we are at this point where it's like. You forget that it exists. You know, you're not that excited about finding yet another. Well, Pidgey, I don't have the so, story in here, but there's yeah. a buddy system coming, and right. that's a big deal. I missed but, that story, so I apologize for folks wondering. Well, you didn't talk about that. I actually missed it in my notes, but there is something coming that could get people excited. What I'm saying, I hope it lines up with a plus release, yes. and that something yes. new is coming out when this thing goes to stores, because otherwise, people are like, "Ah, I'm going to spend money on something. Am I still going to be playing?" And if you get this excitement level of there's all this new stuff or even new Pokemon yeah. release, then but I mean, does a free to play game, excuse me, free to play game really go away? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, who's still? I mean, Angry Birds people still play, but who's yeah. still talking about Angry Birds true, now? Right? True. Yeah. No, like you good. have to maintain these games, and this is very much a game as a platform. It's not a puzzle game with a finite number of levels. Or something. It, I mean, the, Pokemon Go was one of the most popular things in the history of our species. Yeah. <laughs> so I think even when that number gets cut in half, yeah. it's still a lot of people, and I think there's, a, there's a, a reason to keep those people excited. But we were talking about Andrew Goldfarb earlier. Like I was walking around. Uh, <laughs> Isn't he done? 
He, he caught so I was walking around Amsterdam with him, and he caught Mr. Mime, and then he went to Seattle for PAX, and he was getting on the plane to go home, and he caught a Snorlax, and now he's completely capped off with everything he can catch in the U.S. or Europe. So, so he's, he's missing Kangaskhan yes, from Australia. He's missing Farfetch, which he's already Far-fetched. begging me to catch him, actually. Me and Miranda, because we're going to TGS next week. He's going to give you his phone to take to oh, TGS? Oh, I'm not logging into anything. Like, I'm not... No, you can just log into someone's oh, account. Oh, I see. Yeah, but, yeah, that's uh, right. You know, I don't know. That's, that's his email account, That's a little too. far-fetched. Like, a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just wait till trading comes out. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out i promise um was that the end of the story yeah yeah. i mean i think it's just just like you're saying he's gonna buy it he's the kind of guy that like i think that like he's the he's the hardcore user he's hit the cap and what he can actually do with it i don't know how much he's still like kind of dealing around with it but but, you know very interesting he is classic gotta catch them all game where he does not he's not taking over gyms no he's not that kind of player who like seeks out a gym like he's got a freaking snorlax he can beef that thing up and take over a gym but he's not interested in that gameplay so i wonder if at this point he would actually get the plus because the plus helps you catch a lot of pokemon right yeah any pokemon you've already caught before you can instantly catch now which means you're you're and the stops you know you're able to level stops like you swipe this thing and you got what's there it's it's like playing an open world game right where like you Mm -hmm. go through every side quest in zelda and you're like "Ah, i guess i'll get you all the bugs for that crazy bug lady now like i got everything else hey animal crossing players do the same oh of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, but more to uh to uh, i feel bad because we're doing i was talking about uh andrew and and sort of playing i feel like the convenience play for swiping pokestops is is kind of useless when you're at andrew's level and i say this because there's an item cap in the game and unless you pay for expansions for more items you don't want a hundred or two hundred pokeballs like you want to focus on the great ball or the the ultra ball etc etc um Pokemon, from what I can tell, using that little device, there's no way to really like. Oh, I don't want. Well, can't you get more dust and and upgrade your your power Pokemon so that you can I mean, take over gyms? Somewhat. I mean, right? dust happens every time you catch something. So yeah, yeah that's that's what you. So want you want to do. that thing yeah. if you're serious about gyms. And you probably want that being thing. Competitive. Right. No. no, I guess that's fair. No. All right. Uh, so again, with Pokemon Go, passing 500 million downloads. That was an announcement. That's this a week. lot. Yeah, that's a and lot. like even 500 though, million, even though it dropped off. Yes. Yeah. Remember how many people have phones? And remember, like, it came out later in Asia, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, that they're still at, at the kind of high level of, of play activity. And Europe yeah. came out later, too. And there's still uh, territories <laughs> in Asia mm-hmm. and I believe in Africa that don't have the game. So this is well, still coming out. And that's why I think you still haven't seen your legendary birds, like, pop anywhere. They're waiting till they're done. Before they start going for, okay, now we're going to give you your Articuno. And That's your just Gatos. such a gigantic, that is a bigger number than any, that I can't think about any sort of pop culture event or media or anything that has interacted with that many people. You said the biggest thing in our species. Yeah, I really think it is. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, it's getting there. It's the biggest thing since chugging water. <laughs> well, wow. Fine. That's nuts. <laughs> That's like wait, like it's like when the monkey discovered the bone and like he touched the monolith. Like yeah, it's yeah. that big. Yeah, I love that, that movie. Big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a really good movie. Um, tell for the younger audience, tell them what movie you're talking about. No, you're gonna Odyssey. have to Google that. Space Odyssey. Damn, Space you, Odyssey. Yeah. Damn you, right, monkey so bone toucher. Trying the movie. to teach him something. Also, <laughs> Pokemon Go, uh, outside of being played in more than 100 countries, players have collectively walked. 4.6 billion, that's what it'd be, kilometers, which is the distance from Earth to Pluto. So Fran, Fran our, our video guy, complained and said, why, <sighs> they say, why, they, why they tell us distance? They should have told us calories burnt. Of course he would. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fran, Fran's really into fitness, if you didn't know that about Fran, or if you haven't been with the site very long. I find um, that a useful stat, not knowing how many billion kilometers it would be to go around the Earth a couple yeah. of times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's so, a lot. Um, yeah, because I mean, if if your Pokestop is a McDonald's, and who cares how many calories you burnt on the way there? 
<laughs> oh man, do they still have exclusive Pokestops in Japan for Ooh, McDonald's? Probably. probably. Well, then you probably do care. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? I mean, that that's kind of it in terms of news. I wanted to give you some time to talk about Dragon Quest. We did have a segment where we were going to talk about what do we think NX is, but that's got to get bumped to next week. Mm. Also, not here next week is me. I'm going to be gone for two weeks, yes. and you guys are basically going to run the kingdom um, and do whatever sad, you want to do. Uh, that's fine. I don't have to come no, back to the it, show. Be, I can come back for vacation, sad. and you guys could just keep going. I will just no, go we'll, over to my desk, get my job done. We'll be we'll be sitting articles. here with our heads hanging. Uh, no, we'll we'll do a good job while you're done. Uh, while you're done. I, I, I look forward yeah. to uh, we'll hopefully nice. finding out that the house still has uh, everything that it had when I left. 60-minute Ouija board episodes. Oh, my. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh, my luck. Oh, another thing next week, uh, I'm asking these guys to pick up the slack. And so the search for 30 games to put on the oh, yeah. uh, SNES Classic resumes next week. It's going to be a big deal. we got two guests in mind from in-house who aren't typically on the show who would be really great uh, contributors. And then we're working on that. Um, Last thing I want to tell you two before we before I guess we leave, Nintendo's giving away an NX uh, in two ways. Apparently, one is that Unicol T-shirt contest from a few uh, like a few months ago. Do you remember that? Did they're you giving that away something that doesn't have an actual name yet. And and a Splatoon tournament. You can also you, you the the prize winner. Let me let me just make sure I got this right. Uh, those in Europe will have a chance to win Nintendo's upcoming console called NX uh, codename NX in the upcoming Splatoon tournament. Uh, ESL's first Go for Splatoon tournament will receive uh, an NX. The first place team will get that. Obviously, when it ships, it's not just oh, you get it now. Um, okay, that's, that's time to tell us what the NX is. <laughs> Look, you can give away anything you like because in the fine print it says or in four hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Yeah, that's right. Oh, We've I done that, that too. I think we we gave away like a PlayStation Two way yep. before it was out too, and it was. You ship it when it comes out. Obviously. Did you just confirm the price of the NX right yeah, there? Yeah, it's, it's three ninety nine. It's four hundred Amazon. So, no, three hundred ninety nine. So now yeah, one dollar is for you. You can I, buy swivel water with it. <laughs> Swig water. What is it? Swivel water. What is it called? Chug water. Chug, chug water. Chug so where water. Would, where did you go? Swirly chug, water. Chug water. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I challenge you both next uh-huh. week. So, uh, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Mm-hmm. I want you to compile the data that is out in the world about an X and tell people what the heck do you think it is? I'm doing my Khrushchev. Slam my hand. Oh, okay. Tell Take your shoe off then. What, <laughs> what do you think it is? Tell them next week. I think folks will be excited for that based on what you've seen, what you've heard, what's out there. You guys going to take the challenge? All right. Yeah, we Does can the compile. Midnight Society approve. We have a Ouija board in the middle of the table yeah, look, if you're I mean, watching us on live. I, I think naturally, a lot of rumors converge, right? Like that always happens. There's all sorts of crazy crap. And honestly, if you go back two years and you look up rumors, you'll find all sorts of stuff about chipsets, not just for the NX. Look for the like the PlayStation Neo. You look at the, the first Pro, it's called now. You look at the first rumors, like complete BS, right? Yeah. People are just interpreting, and it's a lot of wishful thinking, a lot of hearsay. You're going to see that with the NX, but in recent months, the rumors have converged. Yeah. I think um, they're telling you a pretty accurate, accurate story of what that machine's going right. to be. Yeah. So next week, look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, have fun. Miss me. Please miss oh, me. Oh, we're going to be so I, sad. I want to like, see you guys yeah, when I get back. Yeah. <laughs> Here's all the segments you have to do. Think about me. Miss me. Worship. Cherish. I don't have to come back. <laughs> I'm going to send you a postcard. Uh, I promise. Uh, that's our show this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. Uh, 
We are a weekly show on IGN. We've got a bunch of cool content. Check out everything we have about Apple um, and Nintendo's announcement yesterday and Pokemon Go and Sony's announcement. It was a big day yeah. uh, in video games yesterday. A lot of things happened. Uh, let's see. What, what am I missing? I guess you can leave us feedback. Head on over to iTunes. Leave us a review. They, we read them on the show. We read them regardless, yeah. even if you don't make it on the show. We always appreciate those. And lastly, you can email us at nvc at IGN.com. Sorry, I had a moment there. Um, let us know what you think of the show. It's always good to hear that. And look forward to Per and Brian sort of driving the ship next week. Oh, it's going to be such a party. Oh, man. I can't yeah. wait. What are you wearing? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. You can find us on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. And you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. heard the name Mary Queen of Scots and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like for instance did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled or that giving gifts was her love language in my podcast vulgar history we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part mini-series about the fascinating life of Mary Queen of Scots Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy complicated lives of women from the olden times Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were. And it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.